0: Get bite-sized morsels and tidbits from our industrial organizational psychologists, other experts, and the latest research on the workplace to boost your organization's effectiveness. Sign up now at That's seboc.com. That's dot com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from our experts. Don't forget to check out our corporate, career boost, recruiter, and even student memberships at seabach.com.
1: I am Dr. Jacqueline Minor, founder of Minor Consulting Group, and Dr. Cynthia Kelly, founder of Genesis Professional Services, is hosting this podcast with me today. Today we have a special guest joining us. Trevor Nagel is here. Trevor has a doctorate in IO psychology and an actor who played a deputy in the final two seasons of the Netflix series, 13 Reasons Why.
0: Thank you, Jacqueline. I'm excited to be here
1: and have Trevor with us. Trevor, please tell us a little bit about your I.O. psychology background. I'd say that my experience in I.O. started long before I probably was even aware of I.O. itself as a discipline. From my earliest professional memories, I found myself as far back as the early 90s involved in training and development, from assisting in some training programs in college to later as as a trainer and then a training manager within the military, to moving into the corporate world with a focus on leadership development and corporate training. And I'd always been interested in in understanding and employing people-centered approaches to developing and and growing individuals within organizations. And eventually I moved into an an internal consulting role within the, the Fortune 500 world, where I was focused initially on providing strategic process and organizational structure guidance to executives, but later was put in charge of running the corporation's employee engagement initiatives. Really was at this point that, in in part prompted by the the company's tuition reimbursement policy, I decided to explore doctoral programs. And when I did that, I initially looked at, at organizational behavior programs, but quickly realized that... With my passion for diving into the psychological foundations of of workplace issues, IO Psychology was actually much more closely aligned with with my interests. For the past decade or more, I would say that my work within IO Psychology has involved things like teaching at the graduate level, a lot of external consulting, both to corporate and governmental institutions, and it's really focused on organizational culture, change leadership, veterans issues, as well as providing for about five, five years, uh, under the, the umbrella and in partnership with a licensed psychologist, comprehensive psychological assessments to public safety job candidates. And in addition to that, my continuing research interests, which stem from my own background in both the Army and the Navy, is almost entirely focused at this point military veterans transition issues.
0: Trevor, you mentioned that
1: IOs that are seeking work can transfer their experience and knowledge from the field to other professions. Can you expound upon that? I think one of the biggest advantages that I see for emerging IO professionals in the workplace is that IO itself touches upon nearly any type of work one might find oneself involved with. The profession finds application in all sorts of organizations, all work sectors, and and really can be... Used at any level of any organization, from individual contributors to frontline leadership to executives, as well as across various functions within an organization. But this this advantage also has a downside. In that, while the principles and theories and applications of IO can be made pretty much anywhere, there are a few posi- there, there's only a few positions in a, in a comparatively small number of organizations although that, that number of organizations is growing. But but there's there's only a, a comparatively small number of, of positions where I.O. is currently spelled out or an articulated position within the organization has been created. Rather than seeking out specifically designed I.O. positions within companies or organizations, I.O. professionals often find themselves needing to explore the ways that they can implement and influence using I.O. principles anywhere within any organization. And in doing so, they, they, they can bring an organic I.O. understanding and perspective to organizations that may, at this point in time, have only limited understanding of what our exciting discipline of I.O. psychology really is all about and, and what its applications are within, within workplaces.
0: You have an interesting job. You work as an actor in Hollywood and have had roles in some well-known series and productions.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, let me start off by saying that, that my growing success as an actor has not been a, a particularly strategic or planned out evolution. A number of years ago, my wife and I relocated to Northern California for her career and also in search of nicer winters than we had in the upper Midwest. At that time, I was working as a full-time academic and academic administrator, as well as doing quite a bit of external consulting. Well, once we moved to the West Coast, I was doing all of this remotely, which suddenly provided me with a a previously unprecedented level of flexibility in my schedule. I could work whenever and and wherever I wanted, and And so when I became aware of how many movies and TV shows were being produced and shot in in the Bay Area, I simply thought it would be fun to be an extra in a film or two. And I think it, it helps to understand that that I'd, I'd been a theater geek in high school and through college. So acting itself was something that I'd, I'd long enjoyed, but I certainly never thought of it from a career perspective. When I first experienced, I guess the, intrig- the intrigue of, of just being on a movie set, background role even, it sort of relit a passion that had sat dormant in me for, for several decades. And it really was a, a, an ability that I realized to, to tap into a more creative side of my personality. And since then things have somewhat somewhat blossomed on the acting front, so i'm I'm riding the wave uh, for as long as it goes, I guess. And it's definitely a a fun ride. and and it's also it's also been really eye-opening and to, to simply get a glimpse into the very peculiar industry that is the entertainment industry. How were you able to transfer your skills and knowledge to acting? Wow. That's a great question. I, I think to begin with, acting for me is all about being willing to be publicly vulnerable and, and open up one's mind and one's actions to, to possibilities that in many cases I've never personally experienced before. It's it's about being able to convincingly relate to a set of individuals or a set of characters and situations by, by bringing a part of me to to a role. Well, when I think about the question of, of, of transferring skills and knowledge, what ultimately, what, what's teaching or consulting or executive coaching all about? I, I'd make the strong argument that the best instructors, the best coaches and, and consultants, and even the best leaders all have the same need to relate to others in a way that, that influences their actions, their behaviors, and often their emotions. The three decades I spent in, in, in all these various roles, whether designing and leading training, coaching leaders or leading teams of my own. We're all honing these critical soft skills that are ultimately vital to my success when I'm handed a role for a TV or film project. But I think aside from the soft skills aspect, there's also the business core of being a working actor. Just as in the in the consulting and coaching world, one often spends in my experience 50 to 80% of one's time on business development activities. It's about networking it's about marketing actively and subtly. It's about promotion and branding. Well, at, at the end of the day, it's, it, it's no different as an actor. Something I, I didn't necessarily understand when I first got started in this industry, but I certainly quickly figured it out. Most working actors spend hours each day marketing themselves, doing business development in, in the form of, of finding and submitting for future film projects. Honing our craft and carrying out other what could be referred to as project development activities, screenwriting, practicing monologues and scenes, rehearsing, those types of things. And, in, and the end result, hopefully, is, is ultimately that as an actor, that I'll be able to spend 20 to 50% of my time then actually doing the work. Just as in consulting, I'm hoping to be able to spend 20 to 50% of my time, the time that I'm not doing business development, actually consulting I think that there, there are a lot of directly applicable skills and knowledge between my years in the I.O. world and now in Hollywood, and, and, and the, the two somewhat bridge each other very nicely. The context certainly may have changed. Some of the activities and the settings are, are definitely different. But fundamentally, there are surprisingly, I think, more similarities than differences between the two. Trevor, that's interesting. What would you recommend others do to transfer their skills? I think there's probably at least two parts of an answer to this. First is being deliberate about which skills one particularly enjoys utilizing in either one's current work or work environment. And then it sometimes takes becoming creative and imagining ways in which those same skills that bring us particular joy might be utilized in a new role, a new organization, or sometimes even within our existing role, if that role has, has started to feel a bit boring or uninspired. And I think sometimes, sometimes I think many of us in the traditional business setting struggle with being truly creative and, and feeling free to brainstorm innovative, totally unique, unique ways that we, we might use the skills that we have and that we have a particular passion for. For me, it, it's been identifying those skills and experiences that have been particularly rewarding to me on the IO side of things. That's been a passion around better understanding veterans' issues, both the experiences and and how perceptions and issues are understood by the veterans themselves, as as well as organizations who employ veterans. It's diving into those underlying psychological theories and processes that ultimately influence veterans as they transition. And it's, it's taking those aspects and those skills and the, 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 those areas of knowledge and combining them with, with my love of educating others and creating solutions that, that speak directly to those issues. Then on, the, on the, the acting side, it's taking these same loves and, 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 and these same passions and attempting to challenge, uh, challenge channel them into an entertainment medium that, that speaks to an audience. I do that in, in my screenwriting, which often involves characters who are military veterans and who struggle with real-life issues of that population. At its core, the ability to transfer skills and competencies from one environment or job to another, I think often just takes creativity and vision to identify, and then ultimately sell, the idea of how one's background and experience and passions could be applied to a new role. That's the challenge.
0: Trevor, Cynthia and I want to thank you for joining us today. Good luck to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Cookie, a Seabock podcast.